Welcome to the McDonald's drive-thru. Would you like a large fry with your quarter pounder? I can't hear you. Is there something up with your mic? Oh, no, dude. Now Weston's fucking dead. I can't hear him. Go to voice and video on Discord. No, he's faking it. I can tell by his face. You son of a bitch. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> he looks real proud of himself. Yeah, he does. Just say something, Weston, for say love of God. Say something, I'm, I'm giving up <laughs> on you. Oh, you make me so angry. Bib. You all make me so angry. Lamar, bro, just don't get angry. Get angry! Yeah, my face was a little bit too, uh, what you call it? You can tell, because Weston's cheeks will start to get redder and redder the more he's doing a bit. He gets so excited. That just starts at the beginning of the day when he wakes up. No. Where are we going? The camera opens up on the same scene that was left off last time. Howland in the arena in the Coliseum, still as a rat as he's making his way back. Now this is your decision, Howland. Did you want to stay in the bullpen for the rest, or did you want to join the crowd? If I were to go to the bullpen, is it just me down there? Is Baggio down there? What's Who's in the bullpen? Baggio is down there. I kind of want to go into the crowd and do a little bit of rat shenanigans while I watch. You said it was his choice. Yeah. I know, but it's just like <laughs> when he said, like, I, if he was just going to go down and sit, that's fine, but he said rat shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's now a rat. That's what rats do. I can do rat things, and they have to happen. Like, a guy's in front of me, all right, and he's got a big thing of popcorn. Maybe uh, maybe little Rat Howland decides he needs a piece of that popcorn, and I go up to him, and I, I reach in my little rat hands into his bucket, and I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm taking one of these pieces, and I just walk away, or I skittle away, rather, with my little <laughs> rat legs. He takes one single piece of the popcorn. And then if he tries to stop me, I fucking look at him, and I'm like, <laughs> and I hiss at him, like I'm gonna give him rabies, and he doesn't know what to do. Okay, <laughs> Boggy and Griffin, you're in the bullpen. <laughs> You see Howland Rat scurry away somewhere. We don't know. Scurry up the wall. How? What's happening to my clothes, my my robe and everything? Is it just... Oh, it's in the arena. It's just sitting there? Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm going to try to drag it with my teeth. <laughs> Can you roll... Let me see what you're going to roll here. Probably a strength, right? Yeah, just roll a strength check. Okay. Uh, eh? I said eh? So, five. Nah, nah, you try to scurry away with your clothes and your teeth, and it you're not moving. The clothes are not going anywhere. Because also, think about it, their arm, like, the armor and the mask involved, and... Can I just say fuck it and go to sleep in my robe? Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm curling up in a little rat ball, and I'm going to sleep in my robe right now. In the arena. Yes. Everyone in the arena just goes... They don't really say anything, but Magwell says, oh, All right, <laughs> good night. <laughs> He's all tuckered out. Yeah, I'm sleeping. I'm having little rat dreams. <laughs> little rat dreams. <laughs> we cut to inside of the bullpen, and we see Griffin and Ubagio as you watch the little hologram on the wall of Howlin going to sleep in his robe. Magwell goes, Aw. Yeah. Last time you guys decided who was going to go first, but I don't know if you guys remember or... I, I was second, I believe. Yeah, Baggio's last. Baggio looks at uh, Howland going to sleep in his little rat form, and he goes, oh, he's all tuckered out. It's true. 
So with that being said, Griffin, you're in the bullpen. There's three other doors left, and you said last time that you had your hand on. It was um. Do you remember? Ed had the king. The king. The crown. What was the other two? There was four. Oh. There was a stick figure. There was an animal pig. Uh, and then there was a swirl. I think I had the animal pig, right or no? Correct. And if not, uh, edit that. <laughs> and you're just like, and if <laughs> not, then as you rub your hands together, if not, oh, it will be. I thought, I think I did. Well, I have it down in my notes right here that it was. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Baggio had the stick figure. Hmm. I put my hand on uh, Griffin's shoulder and I say, "Good luck, buddy." Thank you, Baggio. I wish you the best. And also I'll give him kisses. <laughs> Helen, stop ruining their moments. <laughs> Baggio hugs you and says, be careful. Thank you, Baggio. Griffin turns around, looks at the door, does a little hop, skip, and a jump. Baggio goes, let me perform you the dance of luck of my people, and I start doing the orange justice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's showtime. You open the pig door. And you walk inside, and I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Ooh. Wisdom. Gotta get that wisdom. Gotta get that wisdom. Gotta get that wisdom. Oh, sh <laughs> We're off to a good start, for sure. A four. It's gonna be great. You fucked up. A four. Yeah, I don't know shit, do I? With four, you better not know shit. It's awful. One, one second. I need to write a few things down. I didn't expect that to be that, Lou. <laughs> Oh, no. Full of surprises. All full of surprises. And if you see a little mound, a little black, like, robe mound somewhere in the corner of the arena, just, like, ignore it. Just avoid it. Just don't go by it. Just don't go over there. <laughs> no, dude, I'm gonna go over there and wrap you up in the blanket and pick you up. <laughs> Hand him to Baggio. <laughs> I swear, if you want your character to fight me right now, I might lose. You're putting me in a hell of a position. Don't worry, Baggio. We'll nurture you and take care of you, and no. give you little, and give you little, and give you little rat kisses. No, no. Yeah, you could be best friends with with Baggio. No, the puppet. Oh yeah, I could put you in there with Kyle. I'll bite his nose off. <laughs> I'll gnaw his arm off with my rat teeth. No, I'll win you over and give you little rat treats, and you'll love me. Not even close. If you try to give me a rat treat, I'm smacking it out of your hands with my tiny rat hands. But then you take it. Yeah. I take it on my terms, goddammit. I'll take it if I want it. Only because I will it. You don't want to be moved? Who's who, Wait, oh, yeah, no, you get away. Let me sleep. Dude! Dude! It's like the whole time you're trying to move Howland while he's in his rat form, he's like, dude! Dude, stop! With a four wisdom saving throw. I feel like I'm walking yeah, to the with arena. a four. You're gonna think, get, you're gonna get decked. That's you're you're frail. You, you just fail. I mean, I'm gonna walk in the arena. The guy's gonna be hiding behind the door. I walk out of. <laughs> He's gonna hit me in the back of the head with a <laughs> with a metal chair with a pipe. You get knocked out with a glass bottle from some asshole in the audience. You don't even fight it. You're just <laughs> you just knocked out. And then Baggio's like, oh, oh, friend Griffin. Baggio comes in and he trips on a fucking marble and Baggio gets knocked out. So we're all sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Baggio trips on a marble and fucking dies. Break my neck. 
That's the way your character's gotta go out. You've just gotta be like, oh, wait, oh, oh, and just trip on the fucking marble. If Baggio eventually gets killed or dies, I want it to be just stupid. Oh, my God. No, you don't. No, if Baggio, if Baggio, <laughs> ha- I, don't, I don't want Baggio to die. I don't. But if he has to die. <laughs> it's gotta be stupid as, it's gotta be dumb. I just uh, I imagine the scary movie scene where everyone's fighting and everyone's tripping in the in the yeah. ring and yeah. cracking their yeah. neck off of everything. <laughs> like Baggio trips, the, cracks his neck. I go, <laughs> I go trip. I crack my neck off his shell. God, Eddie trips. He cracks his yeah, neck off the marble. I, I'm trying to go raise your body as like a revenant, and I trip on my own robe and break my fucking neck. <laughs> Your neck hits the marble that we all tripped on. <laughs> Dylan's crossbow goes off and gets him in the foot, and so he trips. He snaps his fucking neck. David, in reality, just sitting at the computer, just snaps his fucking neck. On purpose, that one's not an accident. Just grabs his head. Just... That's me when I don't know how to end this podcast. Tell the world I'm sorry. And you just hear the gun go, what did we do? What did we do? As you walk in, you feel power coming from your body, and you look around, and there's nothing. There's, like, it's kind of blackness. There is no arena anymore. There wasn't an arena there. You didn't walk into the arena. All this aura surrounding your body comes off of your body, and it just swirls around into the room, almost creating it. You see the night sky aura come, and you're trying to stop it from happening. It's not painful, but it's clearly not comfortable as... This aura just shoots all over the room and creates a blue sky with clouds and everything. And you're sitting there and you're walking on the floor, but you don't see an actual floor. You can feel it, but you don't see it. And we cut to Baggio and you see it was blackness until you started seeing the light of his aura shine all over the place. And then you see a blue sky. Griffin, in the center of the room emerges... A mirror. A mirror? A mirror. So the the ceiling is like the night sky, right? The whole thing is blue sky. It kind of looks like I'm floating in space. Like you said, I can't see the floor, so I assume the floor is the night sky as well? It's like you're floating in a blue sky, like the actual sky, not a night sky. Can he see ground below him at all? That's what I meant. You can't see an actual floor, but you can walk on it and you feel it. Yeah, you conceptualize that there is a floor there, but you're just like, you you technically can't see it. Yeah, okay. You understand because you see around you and you see a blue sky, but your aura is night sky. You know that about yourself, so you're wondering why this is. And you don't know where it came from, but all of a sudden you see a mirror in the center of the room. Griffin is confused, but he walks up slowly and puts his hand out and touches the mirror. As you touch the mirror, you can see the reflection of yourself, except it's a little bit different. Can you roll a d6 for me? Oh, jeez. Ah, uh-huh. Okay. So I just rolled, like, what I'm myself. Is that what this is? Uh, you'll see. So this dude, oh, Jesus. Dark, Griffin, dark, Griffin. You're gonna have to fight a mirror of yourself, oh god. Howland has to fight a good version of himself. (laughs) He has to fight a mouse. (laughs) Mouse? Listen, if it becomes inside, is it a mouse? And if it goes outside, is it a rat? That's the question. 
Alright, I guess I'm ready to fight myself if that's what it leads to. Or fight my inner demons. You touch the mirror with your hand, and that reflection touches you. Do you pull away, or do you continue touching it? I continue to to touch myself. <laughs> and as you're staring into the mirror, another hand pops up and grabs the other side of the mirror. And then a talon, and another talon, Uh-oh. and the wings. Oh. And then you see the face of you. Jesus. The camera is in the point of view of you, Griffin, as this reflection starts pulling itself from the mirror into the room. And what you see is everything about you except the fur is black. Oh. And the little marks on your fur is blue. Do you mean the wing or the feathers? The feathers, yeah. But as it steps through the mirror, it brandishes its own sword. Yeah, this is sick. And pushes it towards you as if ready to start a fight. Griffin pulls out his sword. At this point, he kind of understands what's about to happen. So he touches swords with his counterpart and nods at him. Roll for initiative. (sighs) 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 Oh, shit, dude. 20. Nice. Yeah, I'm going first, bitch. Yeah. Thailand is on the stage. Is he seeing all this space? No, dude, I'm sleeping. <laughs> Leave me no, alone. No, he's not. He's in the arena. He's in a different part of the initiation. Do I see the double Griffins? Yes, you do. I'm like, I didn't know Griffin had a brother. He rolled a 19, which is funny, but you're still going first. Hell yeah. I'm going straight for the neck. But this is the fun part, at least for me. You roll for me, I roll for him. No, no, that's insane. (laughs) Oh, I thought that's what this was coming to. No, I'm using your character sheet as well. Oh, Oh. nice. Dude, this is sick. I like this. So you said instead of like the what purple stripes or whatever that are on Griffin, they're like blue. Instead of night sky, it's day sky. Oh, blue sky. Yeah. Does it have like glowing blue eyes or what? What is the eye situation here? I think it's just a, a void of white, like a, like a cloud almost. Ah, okay. Sick. Does he also have the bandana? He has a bandana, but it's not the same color as yellow. Okay. What color is it's it? It's orange. <laughs> no, wait, what's... Ooh, I got an idea. One second. Dude, this music is I like it. giving it's, me chills. It's trippy. Yeah, it's uh, giving me chills imagining this sweet. and listening okay, to it. Okay, so if you look at the color wheel, the complementary color of yellow is purple. It's a purple bandana. Ooh. Yeah, listening to this dude and imagining this is trippy. All right, so what's your first move, Griffin? <sighs> well, I got to think of what my weakness is. Griffin doesn't have it. <laughs> That's the issue. <laughs> uh, can you send me a picture of your actual character sheet, please? Well, no, I'm not going to send it to you. <laughs> I'm not sending that shit uh, hey, to what you. I'm not going to put myself on the line like that. Jesus, dude. Here we go. Here we can go, dude. Okay, it's your first attack, Griffin. What do you do? I'm going to try to go for one of his wings. Roll an attack. Which is 15? Is that right? His AC is your AC, so you hit it. At least I know now. How do you attack the wing, then? I fly over, and then I do a little corkscrew midair. And as I come around, I take my sword, I go for one of his wings. Don't I have to roll for damage? I believe it's a D6. Yeah, 1D6. Yeah, 2. 2. All right, keeping track. Well, now I know his, his hit points, too, now, right? 
Yes, you do. Oh, okay. This might be a long one. I think you have the highest of everybody. Yeah, I I think so. This is going to be a long fight. This might be. I'm going to keep score, too. So you slash down his wing, Griffin, and as you do, you notice some of his feathers fall off of his body. Not a lot, but you just notice some of his black and blue feathers falling away, and as they fall down, you expect them to land on the floor that you're standing on, but they don't. They fall through it, like there's an imaginary barrier keeping you up, and the feathers just fall down into this endless blue sky void and fall almost forever until you see them disappear. What can we call him? What do you want to call him? To call him, uh... It would make sense to call him Griffin backwards, right? Nip. <laughs> That's what I was going for, but, uh... Griffin Nif... Uh, Nifferg? It's, uh... Nifferg. Nifferg. <laughs> I just gotta be careful. <laughs> I gotta be careful. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I want to do that one, actually. Nifferg. No. <laughs> Let's call him Blue Sky. <laughs> Nifferg! <laughs> Let's call him the <laughs> Nifrig. What if you what if you said Nifrig? Nifrig. Nifrig. I want to call him Blue Sky. Or, let's call him the Big G. <laughs> call him the Raven because he's got black feathers. Oh, you know what we could call him? I know exactly what to call him. What? We'll call him Phoenix. You could. I think there's a moment when you slice down its back that you realize that this is you, and maybe not you in reality but it's a version of you a version of you that you don't understand and i think in that moment in your subconscious at least you name it phoenix but griffin in that same moment he quickly turns around and grabs his sword scraping it against the ground and touching your sword you think for a second that he's about to continue but he stops and he's going to mano a mano you Oh, oh, wait, wait, I know this is something to do. one of your powers. In a mano-a-mano battle, if you are just going to face one-on-one, you get plus one to an attack. It's plus one. One extra d4 to hit, unless someone interrupts, and I don't think anyone will. Well, I mean, there is someone in the arena. Again, you guys opened a different (laughs) door. Oh. You guys are in two different places. It's like a magical dimensional thing. So let me roll. Plus one. Hmm. What do you get? That just hits your AC. Oh, rolled a 12 and got 13. Yep, and now they have an extra D4 to an attack plus their D6. So let me roll. Oh. Dude, Wes, you're kicking your ass. That's one. Three damage. Okay, not bad. I've heard of beating yourself up, but this is ridiculous. Dude, where does this guy get off? You might need to teach him a fucking lesson. He smacks your sword out of the way and then lunges towards you and barely slices down your shoulder, just barely slicing it, just a little bit of a scratch surfaces. But then you see him smile, and he's going to use braggadocia. Oh, he gets an extra attack. Okay. That's nice. Wes, you never use your swashbuckler powers. No, I don't. I'm also using his class resource, which is the same thing as you. He's going down from seven to six swashing points. And he gets an extra attack, which is another d6 and another d4 if he hits it. So let's see what he gets. My god, this guy's gonna kill me. OP, please nerf. Nah, he rolled a 4. Do I block it? Do you want to block it? 
I block whatever he does with my buzzard's fall. Okay, so after he just slices down your shoulder and he makes that little bit of a scratch, he tries to twirl around to go for a second attack towards your legs, and you block it with your buzzard's fall. And as you do that, one of the spirals on the sword starts to glow night sky. Nice. So these swashbuckling maneuvers, can I just do these any times, or does that require a... You have seven class resource in order to do any of the other ones on your uh, class abilities. When do they recharge? Once a day. Oh, yeah, I need to I need to learn this more. I'm going to try to disarm. Ooh, okay. Okay. He goes down from seven to six, and you disarm him. I have to roll for that, right? I actually roll to see if he holds on to it. Let me do that. No, you don't have to roll, Wes. The guy has to roll to try to not lose the weapon. Oh, so, oh. I think you just spin your sword around their sword, so it just pulls it out of their hands, and then it clatters to the ground. That's my turn, though, right? Or no? It can be your turn, or you can use it as your bonus action for the day. Because remember, you also have two attacks. I mean, sure, since you don't really have a sword right now. Fifteen. That works. I'm going to try to shoot my eagle bow. The new one that the Lemonheads got you. Yeah, I just shoot him. Where do you shoot him? (laughs) I just shoot Uh... him with a fucking gun. (laughs) I'm going to cap this guy. (laughs) You literally brought a gun to a a sword fight. He's going to take an arrow to the knee. Oh, my God. You didn't even play that game. <laughs> I know. Don't you stand where it stood. Roll damage. Seven. And he takes a knee. <laughs> take the knee to me. Bend. <laughs> I didn't watch that either. Bend the knee. Bend the knee, yeah. Yeah, that one you should be happy about. You're not off the hook on Skyrim, though. Now that he's on one knee, he's close enough to grab his sword on the ground, which he does. And then he rolls over onto his back and then back onto one of his legs, leaning on the sword before he turns it towards you. And he's going to expend one swashing point, and he's going to trip you as he turns his sword to your foot. I do a backflip, dude. They get scared when I backflip. Dexterity saving throw. Okay. (laughs) People get scared when I backflip. As you backflip and the sword comes all the way through, he spins going off balance, and he tries to put weight on one of his legs, the one with the arrow in, and he's limping on it. And you can tell it's painful because he's got an arrow in his fucking knee. (laughs) Hell yeah, dude. And that was his turn. It's yours now. I am going to... I'm going to try to save my maneuvers for later on. I guess I'm just going to try to shoot him again with my bow. Come on, baby, come on. D20, D20. 17. 17. I shoot him in the other fucking knee. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. This dude, I'm... Roll damage. I'm about to have my way with him. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> it's not gay because it's you. Yeah, you're really fucking yourself over, bud. Six. And now his other knee is messed up. You happy? <laughs> fuck me. No, fuck you. He rolled a 13 and a 12, so that still hits. Hell yeah. Wait, what? What's your AC? You said a 13 and a 12. My AC's 13. 12 plus 1. You said... Because of the mono mono. Oh, you didn't add one to those. Because he used the mono mono ability. He used Dormammu. So basically you got 14 and 13. And he pulls out his own version of the bow, which is this sleek black with a blue string. And he pulls out an arrow, which is literally just a spiral. Like almost a corkscrew with an arrow. Right. And he pulls it back and shoots towards you. Two damage. And then he gets one more, right? Actually, no. It's a second attack. He's just going to stand up and fix his bow. That's his action. All right. I'm going to use a swashing point. 
All right, what are you doing? Duelist. Okay, mano mano. Yep. So now I'm down to five, and then I roll an attack, right, as well. And remember, you have an extra attack. Fifteen. Roll damage. <sighs> okay, I'm using my eagle bow again, and I'm gonna shoot him in his third knee. AKA his penis. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot him in his arm. Oh my god, you're gonna shoot both legs and then both arms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm disabling this fucker. 1d8, 4, and then I get to go again, right? Yeah. At this point, can I shoot him in the other arm, or is it, I just shoot him in the same arm twice? You can shoot him on the other arm, but I might give you disadvantage. That's fine. So I roll d8 twice? No, a d20 twice. Oh, shit. All right. Well, I got it too, so. Two. <laughs> okay, so no, that one doesn't hit. On his turn, you just see him... Pull his hand up, and he points behind you. So distraction? Is that what you're going for? <laughs> I'm glad you caught that on. what you're going for, dude? I was about to do the same thing. <laughs> Pocket saying. Roll an intelligence check. I fall for it. <laughs> dude, my wisdom's already down. Four, dude. A four. You look behind you? Yeah, and Griffin <laughs> looks fine. Griffin's like, what? <laughs> Jesus, dude. Griffin falls for it every time. On a natural 20, you turn behind you to look at the mirror, and you're like, oh, it's just a mirror. And then you just feel a cut down your back. Oof. Griffin lives for this shit. All right, take 12 damage, because it's double. Damn. 34 minus 12 is 22. And since you were distracted, and since he's got an extra attack, he's going to roll again, which hits... As you turn around, he just hits you with the butt of his sword in the face, and that's five damage right there. Your turn. Is he considered a demonic being? Um, roll an insight. Are you kidding me, dude? Are you, are you nine? You have no idea. Oh my god. It's still your turn, and you still have two extra attacks, and you also have five swashing points, so remember that. So what's this disarm, distraction, faint? Those are things you can use. Parry? What is that? It's like if somebody tried to punch you and you move it so that instead of punching you, you almost redirect the weight to open them up for an attack. Can I go braggadocia? Use one of my things for braggadocia? What are you going to do that's going to show off? What do you mean? So in braggadocia, is like you have a confidence in your sword play. That's what braggadocia means. How are you showing off? And I want you to do this. Just give me something cool that I can work with. Something cool you do. Okay. Think back to WWE. Think back <laughs> of all the times you saw John Cena talking trash right now. <laughs> I take my sword, right? I do a little sword play. I flip it in my hands. Twirl it behind my back. And then I stick the sword in front of my face. And I wave it <laughs> like this, signifying you can't see me. Hey, that's the ticket. <laughs> Honestly, Wes, you're pissed. <laughs> no, he's pissed. Take an extra attack with advantage. So does that mean I have my duelist and braggadocia? Or no? Yep. So what do I do now? What do... Add plus one to the attack and your saving throws. And you get an extra 1d4 to hit. Oh, okay. Jesus. Good thing you have an advantage. That was a natural one. Ooh. 14 plus 1, pl 15, that is a hit. 
So D6 and a D4. A natural 4 and a 2. So 6 all together. I fly at him. I slice the inside of his one remaining arm. I slice right at his elbow. And then I twirl around, get behind him, and slash the other wing. So now his both arms are injured, both legs, and both wings. I'll give him disadvantage on this then. Now that his wings are fucked up, you could try to grab him with your talons, like a hawk or something, and just pick him up. <laughs> and drop him. Yeah, you could try to fucking throw him into the air. Batista bomb him. Yeah, do a five-star frog splash on his ass. <laughs> five-star bird splash. Five-star griffin smash. Roll a dexterity saving throw. Fifteen, I guess. You duck as he turns around with an elbow coming towards your head. Do I block it, or do I just dodge it? You just dodge it as he flies into the sky, and he looks down at you, and then he waves his hand as if to say, come this way. Oh, to, to have an aerial fight. Oh, I got healthy wings, dude. You don't want this. Griffin looks up at Phoenix, and he goes, come on, man. You don't want the smoke. <laughs> are, you literally, are you literally telling yourself that you don't want the smoke? He starts twirling around like in a spin with his wings and you see the vapor surrounding his body and then you see these clouds come together to form these words and it says the smoke is up here <laughs> oh, we, got, we got a wise guy don't we All right, guy. looks like you're gonna have to fuck him a little bit I mean kick his ass <laughs> again with this braggadocia it says getting an extra attack does that just mean advantage you get an extra attack, not an advantage. I gave you advantage because you did something cool that I liked. Oh, okay. Griffin flies up in the air, and now they're just, I assume they're just facing each other while hovering in the air. There's a moment of silence between the two of you as you guys lock eyes. And slowly, Phoenix grabs the strap with his bow on it and the arrows, and he drops both of them to the ground. And as they fall, they pass right by that imaginary barrier and continue falling downwards into the endless blue sky. See, what I would do as Wes is just keep my bow, because now he don't have one, you know? But as Griffin, Griffin takes his... Oh! oh what Griffin would actually do? Yeah, honestly. I don't want to do this, but Griffin grabs his bow and tosses it to the ground. Your bow just hits the ground. It doesn't fall through the barrier. Thank God. No, dude, I don't want to do this. It's what Griffin would do. Oh. <laughs> you set your bow on fire and destroy it so it goes into the void. <laughs> After he sees you drop the bow, he pulls out his sword, and he locks it with yours. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, Griffin, don't Griffin's roll like that. Griffin's in the that. sky, and he's just, oh, shit. Oh, shit. This how you gonna do me? Huh? You gonna fight me in the sky above this void? Okay. Gun compartment. Okay. Bag yells back in the waiting room like, oh, Griffin, I've been taking naps with, <laughs> I've been taking naps with <laughs> yeah, all day. I've been day. taking naps with Howland all day. Yeah. <laughs>
I'm ready to play. I'm ready to play. I just imagine that uh, Baggio just sees this and he, he's doing like the fucking robot in the in the waiting room. He's like, "Oh yeah, Griffin. Ooh yeah, get him. It's time to play." <laughs> we have fun here. We do. Man, the camera is in a wide angle on both of you. Phoenix on the left, Griffin on the right. And your swords are locked in an X. What do you do? When we lock swords, what I do, it's kind of like when UFC fighters start off the match. Griffin holds out his fist, and they touch knuckles, and then they back off. Phoenix pushes off of your sword, jumps back to get into a position to fight, and then points his sword at you, and what do you do? Griffin's gonna fly at him with my sword. Make sure that you add the plus oh one. Oh my god. Twelve. So I miss by one. Yeah, by one. He's going to use a swashing point. He's going to attack you as you attacked him with his own sword. Do I have any chance to block it? Do I have to roll something with that, or do you have to roll to see if you hit? I just rolled to see if I hit. He did not hit. You can block it if you tell me. Uh, Yes, I want to block it with my sword. You block it with your sword as you go past him, and another spiral on your sword starts to glow night sky. He's going to take his turn now. That hits. Plus a d6. Two and a four, right? One d4? Because he still has duelist, or no? Yep, so four. So I'm down to 13 now. Griffin is going to spend another swashing point for Braggadocia. Because you already have two attacks right now. And you can add a third one, and it's cool with me, you just have to let me know. Oh, shit, what do I do? Because now I just have my sword, right? Okay. Griffin tosses the sword up in the air. As it's twirling in the air, he does some type of backflip corkscrew. And then by the time the sword falls back down, he it like lands in his holster. And then he grabs it again, and then pulls it out and unholsters it a second time. <laughs> Trinity is my name. <laughs> Now you have three attacks. Three d20s? Fifteen. And it hits. Nineteen. That hits again? Seventeen. And that also hits. Roll three d6. Five. Five. Five! Yes! Yes! He was at fourteen. I just got fifteen. Right? Yes, you are right. Just one second. No, don't do any slack. <laughs> Let me have this one. There's only one of them, but you hit him twice, so please describe your three hits, please. I assume this guy doesn't bleed. Like, blood is not a thing. Every time you've hit him, just feathers have fallen off of him. If you didn't understand, that's basically his health. Right, okay. I cut him across the neck, and then I bring my sword back. I stab him through the heart, or what would be his heart, and then... On his third attempt, he's going to attempt a parry, so can you roll a d20, please? How about you roll it, dude? You need to roll it. <laughs> I'll roll first, but are you going to roll it on here? He can't roll it for you, Wes. It wouldn't be fair. You see, it looks like a normal d20. Which it is. 18. Ooh, come on. Oh my god. 18. Come at me, dude. Okay, this is how I'll spin it. You see him attempting to pull out his sword to block it. What do you do? Griffin grabs Phoenix's hand that's on his sword. As he's trying to pull it out, I grab his hand and I push it into his holster. 
And then with my other hand, I take my sword and I stab him right through the bottom of his chin, up through his head. Ooh, God. Griffin don't play games when it comes to <laughs> I guess not. Get fucked. With your sword lodged in his head, his body just goes limp. His sword falls out of his hand. And his holster and his sword falls off of his body onto the ground below you as it disappears into the void below of the blue sky. And you can see in his eyes, they were this cloud white, and they begin to turn gray. The feathers, just one by one, slowly at first, but then rapidly just start to fall off of him as the world around you goes from blue sky to gray sky and all the way to black as he just disappears into a swarm of feathers that fall past the barrier below you and then disappear into nothingness. And you're alone. No more color. Just darkness. Griffin, as he falls down to the ground, he's kind of winded. He sits on his butt with his elbows on his knees. He's kind of shook. He basically just killed himself without hesitation. And it makes him realize, like, am I proud of who I am? Ooh. His mind's racing right now. That's really deep. (laughs) You okay, man? (laughs) (laughs) And then we cut to Baggio. As you, Griffin, walk out of the door and back into the bullpen. So, Baggio now realizes that that wasn't Griffin's brother. (laughs) Omni now, do you understand the horrible truth that, in fact, that was not Griffin's brother? I imagine it's like like me in real life. I thought Stone Cold and The Rock were brothers because they were my two favorite. (laughs) And I saw them fight once and I was like, you know what? They're not brothers. Brothers wouldn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Baggio's like, Griffin, you did so amazingly in there. Thank you, Baggio. It's a hell of an experience to face yourself. Who was that? I suppose it was my inner demons, if I had to sum it up. I have an inner demon, and I pull Kyle out of my pocket. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Every day is hell. Every day I is I hell. Cut mid- I cut him off midway and put him back. <laughs> like, halfway through his sentence, I put him back. He's like, I live in constant torture. <laughs> Oh, God. It pisses me off so bad that I can only hear the hormone monster. <laughs> that's that's how I imagine him, honestly. Oh, come on, don't do this. I would love if he was somehow with Hallen for a day. Like, would they be best friends or what? Who, Kyle? Yeah. What even is it? At one time I was possessed by him, but then he was removed from me and I trapped him inside of a doll and now I keep the doll and I'm basically do <laughs> I constantly do like good nice things with him and he hates it. <laughs> I'm constantly like torturing him. Hmm. Noted. What what was the infamous the other demons were about to kill Baggio and you hear Kyle in here Don't do this I'm in here <laughs> Oh yeah, that's my <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> They're about to kill me. But it would have killed him, too, and he's like, and it was his buddies, or he thought they were, and he's like, oh, don't do this, I'm in here. <laughs> God, 
God, I love it. It's literally like you've got a little Carl from Aqua Teen Hunger Force living inside your pocket. Come on, Fry Man! <laughs> Come on, Fry Man! What are you doing? <laughs> Griffin, at first I thought perhaps it was a, a relative of yours, but it, it appears that you fought a, an echo of yourself. The best way I can put it would probably be... And you get cut off right there, Griffin. As your body starts to hurt really badly, bad enough that you drop to the floor in agony. Oh, Griffin! And I grab onto him. Uh, what, what's happening? Someone! Someone help! Can I walk in? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Prick. Bago, you feel his body start to change. Griffin! And you don't know exactly what's happening, and it's changing weirdly. Bago's freaking out. Baggio has completely forgotten what just happened to Hallen. Wes. Yeah. Say yes or no to this one. Yeah, I was actually, yeah, I was hoping this was one of them. Oh, yes, I choose, I choose you. Baggio, in your hands, some of the armor of Griffin falls off. Some of his clothes, as his body starts to change. <gasps> his wings fold into his back. His beak turns into a mouth and he grows fangs uh -huh. I was gonna laugh so hard if he turned into a normal guy <laughs> he turned into a man <laughs> the hair around his neck starts to grow longer and thicker uh, and he gets larger and larger uh, I drop him until you finally see a lion uh, good kitty king of the jungle but welcome to the jungle Bago puts his hands up towards him like in Jurassic World. <laughs> and he's like, good kitty. <laughs> Bagio, it's me. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I don't care what anyone says. Holland's walking in and he's like, nope. And walks back. <laughs> you can go fuck yourself. That's a thing now. I'm making it a thing. After I found out that it was you, I scratch you behind the ear. I kick my leg and I purr. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's kicking. He's kicking that leg. But then Griffin finally has a, a moment of relief and he lets out this big roar. Then it starts playing Druid Sandstorm. Hell yeah. <laughs> Alright, can I ask? I was hoping Lion was one of them. I would love to be a lion. But I, I can't tell a lie. Oh, oh my oh my god. Oh. Get out. Get out. I slipped that one in there. <laughs> um what were the, what were the rest of them yeah you just have to understand that lion for griffin has made sense and will always make sense and so i i had to keep that in mind while coming up with the animals so the other ones were i i couldn't come up with anything better than the first one so i just kind of it's just, they're just bad i'm sorry hyena oh come on dude. parrot a parrot I'm already a bird. <laughs> what the <laughs> freaking dare you? I would have got parrot. I would have pissed my pants. I would have died. And ox. An ox? Nobody knows what that is. Ox. What is that? An ox? You don't know what a fucking ox is? You said an ox. You said an ox. Yeah, you weren't saying ox. And I, I said an ox? And you're like, no, an ox. Fix your fucking words, bud. <laughs> oh, you don't know what that is? Say it right. Fuck you. Mad. Frere Fjord. I fucking, can't believe a fucking parrot. 
I would have died. I messaged Weston, and I was like, please, just pick, pick lion. Please, everything else is bullshit. Please. Hey, so here's the thing. Uh, this is a lion. You can pick the others, but please. Please don't pick the others. You don't. can pick the others, but do not do that. <laughs> I want to know why you said parrot. Why? It was filler. It was filler. It was filler. Shut up. It was filler. I know. You're filler. Fuff you, little bib. Man, maybe an anaconda or like a poison uh, dart frog. If I gave you anaconda, Eddie would be so pissed because he's been asking for snake shit for a long time. Big man. Oh, really? Love snake. <laughs> he's a rat, dude. I'm a lion. Yeah, I'll sneeze on you and you'll get sick with the coronavirus and die. <laughs> So I'm still lying, and I assume Helen's still a rat. Yep. Makes sense. Yep. All right, Baggio. I wish you the best. Just know I'm here for you, and I'll be I'll be cheering for you. Thank you, friend Griffin. I kind of take a deep breath, and I walk towards my door. And as he walks past me, Griffin licks Baggio on the back of the head. <laughs> you, you lick it. He licks him on the back of the head, and then he, he takes a, a chunk out of his elbow. He's like, that's, damn, that's good. <laughs> oh, that's a good turtle. For future reference, since, you know, people's turning into rats and shit, yeah. can I walk on my back legs? On your hind legs? Yeah, a little bit. Or is it, do I, oh, a little bit. Okay, okay. People turning into different animals is cool, but me walking on my hind legs, that's a little bit much. You get fucked. <laughs> I bet money it's because of how tall you'd be. Tell me it's how tall you'd be. Tell me. <laughs> he can walk on his hind legs. I don't give a shit. It, it's, it makes more sense to walk on all fours constantly. I don't know. DJ hates when you're tall. But I can. I want to be able to use my paws as like... Hell yeah. Cut that boy down to size with his paws. I just imagine as as Baggio's walking towards the door, he looks behind him. <laughs> and you just see Griffin and Howland, like, dancing around the room. <laughs> Griffin is just, like, doing that fucking thing with his paws. He's like, ah, ah, I'm a lion. I'm a lion. And Howland's dancing on his head like, yeah, yeah, get it. Ooh, ooh. Yo, this is actually cool. I can't wait for BJ to turn into a tortoise. I hope it's a regular turtle. <laughs> I can't wait for him to turn into a smaller turtle. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm ser- That's what I want. <laughs> that would be so cool if, say, BJ just got like a parrot or something, and you just have me walking with the rat and the parrot on both shoulders, and we're just like dancing and walking around. <laughs> it's literally the scene from The Lion King. Just a uh-huh. kuna, matata, kuna, matata. Oh, BJ, you could. Turn into that one guy. No. <laughs> Timon and Pumbaa? Yeah, Timon. You could be Timon and Pumbaa at the same time. <laughs> Whew, okay, uh, Baggio walks over to the door. Showtime. And you open it. And you walk inside. He goes... You walk inside. It's all dark, and on one side of the room is a large opening of a cave on the left. And on the other side on the right is almost the same thing. Can you roll a wisdom saving throw? 17. All right. The aura is trying to be pulled away from you. Oh. Can I resist it? Like, am I, can I, like... You just did. And you rolled a 17, so not a lot of the aura is coming from your spirit. It actually goes right back into you. Oh, what's oh god, what's going on? 
You notice that the door behind you is gone, but there's light coming from inside both of the caverns, uh. left and right, and they're getting brighter and brighter until they come out and smack into each other in the center. And not at first, but the light starts to move and change, and they look like they're forming some letters, maybe even words. Can I tell what the words say? And then you see that the words are in the shape of a question. Uh, okay, Bagio tries to read it. Let me get a timer out. And it's going to be a riddle. Just going to tell you right up front. You're going to have 60 seconds to solve this. If you don't solve it, you will have two potential D10s to roll. Oh, God. So if you want, you can roll a D6 right now. Potentially, you're going to have to roll two D10s. But if you solve the riddle, you'll only have to roll one D10. Okay. So, in the light above you, it says... Uh, in the words that are appearing on the wall? What side does disaster land on? Uh, uh, what gets wetter as it dries? A towel! 50 seconds. Uh, what side? What does it say? What side does disaster fall on? The wrong side of the bed. <laughs> the the cavern shakes. Oh uh, uh, no! Uh, does that? I don't know. I don't like. I don't even know the context. Like thirty seconds. I'm not gonna get it, Bog And it makes sense because Boggy wouldn't be smart enough to get a riddle anyway. <laughs> Keep going. Twenty five seconds. Oh. Uh, Bagio's sitting there, and he's like, he's looking at his hands, and he's like squinting, and he's like thinking real hard. He's looking back and forth. He looks up at the words. He's like, uh, the rock, but, um, the bad, uh, the, the bad stuff, uh, ooh, um, I don't, and he's just super confused, because honestly, I couldn't begin to answer that question. The camera stops shaking. Oh. Yep, I'm not a riddle boy. The light disappears for a second, comes together, and then another phrase appears after the words disappear the first time. And the riddle did say, what side does disaster land on? But that disappears, and the words change in front of you, Bakio, to say, leaf side. Oh. Oh! Bakio, that's Bakio. He's like, oh! Oh, that's, oh, that's dark. <laughs> He's like, oh, 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 oh. oh come on. Oh, oh <laughs> But yeah, Bakio's like, oh, oh. He's like, eh. Bagel's like, huh, not cool. We fight these beings and this dude just takes a test? Straight up. What the fuck? <laughs> this dude's literally out here <laughs> taking a fucking test. Roll two D10s. Okay. Okay, eight and one. On the left side, there's another light that appears. And on the right side, there's another light that appears. And in the center, the light grows bigger and becomes a shape. A shape of something. A shape that you actually recognize, Baggio. What do I recognize it as? As it grows bigger and becomes more corporeal, you see a Yanti. Oh. Large. A large one? Looking down at you. Uh, normal, you know normally Baggio's dumb, funny, little happy-go-lucky face? Now he actually looks angry. On one side of the cavern... The light is still glowing, and he grabs it with one hand. And on the left, the light is glowing, and he grabs it with the other. 
And he grabs both of them, and he puts it in his mouth, and he chomps down. And when he opens his mouth again, there are flames. And then on the rest of his body, it kind of changes into a sick-looking color. I look up at it as it looks down at me. So let me just tell you what happened. You rolled two d10s. Right. That was you adding two feature abilities to this fight. So this thing now has two abilities that you gave him by not being able to solve the riddle. Okay. And as you can see, one of them is breathing fire. Oh. You won't exactly know what the other one is yet. Uh Uh-oh. Roll for initiative. Alright, three. Three. Yep, he rolled higher than you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) In front of you, it looks down at you, and he snarls. Then fire starts building up, coming from inside of his throat. Like it's about to be blasted onto you. Roll a dexterity saving throw. There you go. Twelve. Hmm. Okay, you're going to take some damage here. Take seven damage. Seven damage? And that puts me at 27 HP. Gosh, um, I'm extremely mad, and my normal non-lethal attack thing, that don't count right now. Because I've told you before that the only thing that Baguio would not mind actually fighting is a Yanti. Baguio is going to use his staff, because it's Yogquig's staff, to try to kill this thing. Okay, plus three to attack rolls. Oh, God. That hits. And it's going to do 1d6 plus two damage. Okay, five, six, seven. Do I get multiple attacks? Okay, good. And then I'll hit him again. That hits. Plus two, seven, eight. So seven on the first hit and eight on the second hit. All right, now exactly how did you attack him? All right, so the first thing I did is I just... Like, I wrench my hand up behind my back, I grab the staff, and I just do, like, a big spin around on the ball of my foot and smack this thing across the side of the face. And then for the second attack, as I spun around, I spin back around and jab it into its chest. We've never talked about this. How tall is Baguio? He's not tall. He's like he's like five-something. He's not very tall. So, like, five, six, five, seven? Yeah, yeah. All right, this thing is six, five? Well, Baguio's a martial artist, so I figured to hit him, smack him across the face. Let's say I, let's say I just did it like a jump in the air and do it, and then as I as I come back down for the landing, I jab him into the chest or the stomach with the staff on the second attack. Yeah, I'm just trying to establish heights. He's going to attack again, but this time he's going to use his hand. He's reaching out to try and grab you, but he's going to punch you. Uh oh. My AC is 17. Alright, well that hits. Okay. He hits you in the shoulder, dealing two damage. Ugh! So I take two damage? Yes. Okay. But then you also take three damage. Oh, three more? From what? There seems to be some type of stinging on the shoulder from where he touched you. Oh, okay. So along with fire breathing... The other thing that you rolled for to give this creature is toxic touch. Now that he has touched you, every d, every turn, you will get d4 damage ongoing until this fight is over. So now I'm poisoned? Yep. Oh. What's your HP at? My HP is currently at 22. 
and it's your turn. All right, I'm going to... I'm going to use my unarmed strike martial arts against him. So I can get an extra attack if I use my uh, martial art. So I'm going to use my dexterity instead of my strength. So I'm going to make a uh, an unarmed strike, which I can add plus three instead of plus one now since I'm using dexterity on this guy. So my first attack is uh, 12 plus three, 15. Hit. Okay, second attack, the same. That hits. Third attack is four, five, six, seven. No, that's, the third one doesn't hit. Yeah, no. So what's the damage for that? So, 12 damage. Wait, do you add damage to that? Yeah, for, it says adding my dexterity to my, uh, let me pull it up here. Oh, fuck, dude. Adding my dexterity to my attack damage. Okay, fuck, damn. Uh, describe the attack. Alright, so I, I throw the staff back onto my back, and I'm just mad at this thing, so Baggio makes fists with his little turtle hands. I'm, I'm picturing it in my head. I just literally just start punching this thing right in front of me, where either it's lower stomach or anywhere that's like where I can reach. And I'm just a flurry of punches on this thing. And then I do like a backflip back and then fly towards it with a kick. And that's my big martial arts attack. So basically, I punch this thing a bunch of times and then do like a big kick. That was wild. Every time you attack it, it gets pushed back a little bit and a little bit farther. Their turn now. Roll a dexterity saving throw. Dexterity saving throw. Yep, you escape the flames as it shoots out of his mouth, but do take that d4 damage again, please. Thank you. Okay. So I am at 18. Baggio does like a cartwheel and slides back. Did you already do your d4 damage? Yeah, I took the, I'm at 18 now. I didn't see you roll it, though. Oh, I thought you just said I take four damage. Okay, I thought it's like, oh, is this like my challenge where I roll for my own damage? Like, oh, okay. One damage. All right. Your turn again. All right. This time I am going to use my Flurry of Blows. Flurry of Blows. Immediately after you take an action on your turn, you can spend one key point to make two unarmed strikes as a bonus action. Right before you do that. I'm using a thing. Have to stop you. Right before you're doing that, he uses Tail Whip. It's an attack that he has to use while his opponent is in the middle of their attack. Misses. Never mind. <laughs> so, I am going to expend one of my key points to use my Flurry of Blows. I get to make two extra attacks. So, first attack. Yep, that hits. Second attack. That does not hit. Third attack. Does not hit again. And fourth attack. That hits. So two of those hits. And the damage on that is going to be... 1d4. So 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 damage. Oh, fuck. Dude. Oh. And for that, for that, my flurry of blows is literally, it's just like, have you ever seen an episode of Dragon Ball Z where their their arms are moving so fast? It's like, I'm just flurry of blows in this guy. It looks like it's almost dazed. Take D4 damage. Okay. Four damage on this one. Okay, so I take four. All right. And it's going to try and bite you. Oh. 17. Does that hit? 17? Uh, well, I mean, my AC is 17, so... Then that hits. Six damage. Oof. All right, I'm at 11. All right, it's your turn. Ooh. 
So I'm at 11 here and I'm, you know, I'm getting low, I'm getting stressed out. I'm pissed off at this thing. So Baggio, you can see Baggio's frustration on his face. He's getting super upset. He's gritting his teeth and he's squeezing his fists together. And all of a sudden, you see two turquoise ethereal samurai arms appear on either side of him. Baggio summons his arms of the astral self. And I am going to choose that they deal radiant damage when I attack with them. I can use my wisdom modifier instead of my strength modifier. Immediately after I use an attack action with my astral arms on my turn, I can make one extra attack with my arms as a bonus action. The number of extra attacks increases with each certain level in this class. So I am going to use my martial arts with my astral self arms, which will give me four attacks. Oh my god. First attack. That hits. Second attack. Doesn't hit. Third attack. Doesn't hit. Fourth attack. Doesn't hit. Okay, so one attack, and I am going to deal four damage. Describe that attack. So I summon the two arms. Instead of using any kind of like fanciness, I just try to like brutalize it. So I'm punching at it. I miss a few times, and then my final punch comes out of nowhere for it. Kind of surprises it, and I clock it right in the face with it. And as you punch it in the face... It explodes into sparks all over the room as the light is extinguished and makes the room dark again, only lightened by your own aura. Bagio goes, uh, interesting, and I land back on the ground. And Howland and Griffin, you see this happening in the bullpen. At this point, I imagine Howland is human, and I imagine he's just sitting there kind of squinting his eyes. Just kind of like in deep contemplation about what's going on right now. Griffin, he tries to hide it, but he's proud. <laughs> that's my boy. <laughs> he's like, that there's my boy. And we cut back to Baggio. What are you doing in there? As it falls down and disappears and disintegrates, Baggio kind of looks around. He's like, it can't be already over. Like, I, It's like, did I, is it, it's going to sneak out and get me. And then from the front of him, Baggio does a karate stance. And then with his big ghostly astral arms, I make them do the karate stance, but facing behind me. You're sitting there, and I think you're waiting for it. And then all of a sudden, you feel pain in your chest. <gasps> I fall down onto my knees. The arms disappear. You guys in the bullpen can see his body moving. Can I run out there or no? I say you try to open the door, but you can't. But you can still see him in the room, in pain, as you see his body is changing. Ugh! And you see in his place a turtle. <laughs> you see he turns into a fish and then immediately dies because he's not in the water. <laughs> I shouldn't have picked fish. Okay, that one makes some sense. Keep going. Okay, no to that one. Wait, Beach, mind you, when you say no. I know, I can't, I can't pick it again, I know. It's just, I don't know, like, I like this one, but I just don't know if it would work or if it would be used. Ooh! Oh, no. No, because, yeah, no. Well, well, tell me, type to me real quick why you're saying no on that. Well, I don't know why you sent me your butthole, but... <laughs> I would love for BJ to also turn into a rat so he could be rat buddies with Alan. <laughs> you shot your stupid... Oh, my God, I'd be pissed. <laughs> Except I'm bigger, and I'm like, I'm the big rat. Shut up. I make the rules. 
Okay, uh, yes or no? Ah! No, no. I feel like they get worse every time you say no. Okay. Okay, yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, here we go. What is it? Drum roll, please. This one, this one can, this one can work because I should still be able to do my stuff. And in his strained position, he gets hairier and hairier and smaller, and his limbs elongate somehow. Oh, he's a monkey! Does he have big old orangutan titties? <laughs> <laughs> Long nipple heaven. And you see him. And he's a spider monkey. A what? A spider monkey? A spider monkey? A spider monkey. He's a spider monkey. I lock eyes with Griffin. I say, I'm going to come at you like a spider monkey. And I run at it. No, I'm kidding. I didn't know spider monkeys was an actual thing. I thought that was just a term. <laughs> no, look it up. Spider monkeys are one of my favorite monkeys. I think they're cool. Here's a picture of what a spider monkey looks like. Oh, uh, That's a stuffed one. Yeah, we want the real thing, Deej. What the hell? Well, you're about to be stuffed. Hey. <laughs> All right, so what, what what were the other ones? The first one was uh, Praying Mantis, mm. which is kind of martial artsy, but it's just so small. I just I just know I'm going to get I know I'm going to get squished. Yeah. The second one was I take on the frog that Eddie shunned. <laughs> oh. And then the third one's the spider monkey. How would you have liked that, Ed? I would have been kind of indifferent, but I would have also been like, you cheating whore. You absolute slut. Was there a fourth one or anything, or was it just three? There was a fourth one, but it didn't. I really didn't want to get into that. What was it? It was a tortoise. Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a regular <laughs> turtle. <laughs> when you kept saying no, I was like, please, 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 please. Pick one. <laughs> you just didn't want me to do the meme. <laughs> Okay, so I turn into a spider monkey, and Bagel, the only clothes Bagel wears is his gi. It's laying there on the ground, like my robe and my staff. Oh, and Kael, so I'm about the same size as Kael at this point, because he's a stuffed animal and I'm a monkey. So I run over and I grab Kael and I hug him. Please let go of me. Who are you, and where's Bagel? <laughs> I go, I am Bagel. I'm good. I'm so sick of this shit already. <laughs> and I stuff him under my robe. <laughs> Is Griffin around? Yeah, you walk out of the door. All right, Griffin runs to Baggio. Are you still a lion? Yeah. I do that monkey run. You know how they're like <laughs> across the ground? <laughs> and I jump on top of Griffin and I start picking his hair for bugs. <laughs> monkey style. Like That's like... Mm. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm digging through his hair for bugs and I Hell yeah. <laughs> Doggio, you're a monkey? <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I guess now I can do monkey style and I start doing little karate poses as a monkey. Dude, and now you could just sit on my back. <laughs> Yeah, I scratch you behind the air again. And I hop off of him and I turn back to normal. Then I put my clothes on. <laughs> it's okay, my turtle junk is in the shell. Y'all can't see it. While you guys are having that little conversation, that little scene, you hear a voice coming through the bullpen, and you all recognize it as Aldenreich. Would all three of you please exit out of the bullpen and into the arena? Of course. All right. All right, so we all come into the arena. 
slipping my robe back on, and I pull out Kyle. I kiss him on the forehead and put him back in my pocket. You son of a bitch, please, just please, just put me down. Please kill me. The every day I live is agony. That <laughs> turned back into Griffin. As you guys walk out of the bullpen, you see the arena. You, you see the crowd, and for once, they're silent. And you look around, and they're all standing up, wearing their masks, and they're all staring at you. And the scene's almost a little unsettling if you weren't aware of their intentions. But in the center, you see Aldenreich and Magwell. Um, Magwell's not wearing a mask, but Aldenreich is. The masks are more of a ceremonial thing, hiding your identity, and for battle. If you guys haven't ascertained by now, but Aldenreich's mask, like a big white square, it kind of resembles that of, of like a jack of diamonds, a jack of clubs, jack of spades, one of those guys, because the mask has like a normal looking face with a, a mustache and a smile. Kind of like the V for Vendetta mask as well, except that it has these long, blonde, flowing locks surrounding it instead of black, I think it is in the mask in the movie. Uh, but as you're approaching the center, you see Alden Wright kind of turn towards you and he starts walking towards you almost like he's about to congratulate you. And then Magwell just jumps right in front of him. Oh, you guys did so well! I'm so proud of you! I love you! Oh, thank you, Magwell. Yes, uh, you did quite well, I should say. Magwell puts his hands up and he goes, don't leave, me, don't leave me hanging. He slowly puts his hand up and touches your hand and then slowly puts his hand back down. Baggy goes, that's what I'm saying. And then he puts his hand back down. <laughs> Baggy was just really cocky at this point. <laughs> I'm a monkey. Uh, are you all wearing your masks? Uh, yeah. I'll put mine on. Yeah, I pull my mask out and put it on. Now I'm doing cool karate poses. Baggy feels pretty good right now. Aldenreich turns to the crowd, and he starts to speak. Meet your new soldiers. Soldiers who have fought tooth and nail to be here. And you may not know their names, but you will. And he turns to you guys, and he says, And you may not know these names or these people, but you will as well. Because amongst your new fellow soldiers are squads. Squads that you will be. Squads that you will join. Interesting. Do we all join the same squad? If you believe it would be for the best, you can join the same squad. But there are several squads for you to pick from. Oh. Yo, Griff. Yeah. Yo, Griff, pick my squad. <laughs> pick me, pick me. Broken my squad, bro. <laughs> Yo, squad up. <laughs> you see Aldenreich start walking around you guys as if he's pacing a bit. But then he turns to the crowd and he says... Just to name a few, there are the nine pieces of eight. And uh, Howland, could you please roll perception? Nine pieces of eight? Nine pieces. And I'm rolling perception right now? Yes. Okay. Is there any reason for me specifically? Yes. Okay, 19. When Aldenreich says the nine pieces of eight, you see someone step forward, and you can tell from their mask and their build, that that's Blake. Uh, Balake? 
Blake was the one who was the head of the squad that Delilah said was the best, best person in the castle, best soldier, best agent, whatever you want to say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> yeah, dude. It'll be a cold day in hell before I share a fucking squad with Blake. The Agast. And you, Baggio, you see the centaur step forward with his mask on. <gasps> and I wave at him frantically like, hey! Baffle. And then another person steps forward. Banana. And then another person steps forward. And then he just starts naming off a bunch of different squads, just like all in a row. I think you might even lose track. <laughs> we have the Jones Street Boys sitting <laughs> right next to the Van Cortland Rangers. <laughs> We have the Saracens right next to the Turnbull ACs. I say, can you dig it? I say, can you roll it? Can you roll it? Ah, oh, Weston's too stupid to figure it out. He's dumb as hell. It's the rock. And, and, and ugly. And he turns back to you guys and he says, you must join one of these squads. <laughs> Wait, what? Do we pick him? I'm pretty sure we picked the squads, but what I'm trying to figure out is what is... Are there different squads specifically set up for doing different things? Because given the fact that we're basically dealing with, you know, the Army of Xander, which is essentially like a rogue militia group, I would imagine that they would have different squads meant for doing different operations, like a recon squad, a stealth squad, shock troops... I, I wouldn't imagine that all the squads are the same thing. Oh, are we? Are you asking Eldenreich that? Well, yeah, that's... Okay, okay. So, so, I'm imagining that there's something to all of these squads. Surely they don't all do the same thing, do they? That's actually quite right, Howland. Not all of them do the same thing. But any other squad that is big enough, like Banana... I just see that. I just imagine they're so serious, and they've all got banana costumes, and they just look mean as fuck wearing a massive banana costume. <laughs> they're doing the peanut butter jelly time dance. They're covered in scars, head to toe, and they're just wearing a fucking giant banana costume. And they take out bananas and hold them over their heart. <laughs> banana squadron. They all have guns, yeah. but it's just bananas. Alan Wright continues to talk, and he says, "Well." Squads like Banana and other squads that are so massive, they have tinier squads inside of that squad um, in order to do so many different things. The army cannot focus on simple battles in order for it to stay alive. There are so many different squads that do so many different things. Each squad does things for the army, but they are used where we need them. We use their skills where they are needed, where they are required. Sometimes for the benefit of the army, or sometimes the benefit for themselves. But of course, in the end, it is all for the benefit of the army, and our goals. At one point, you will go and see which squad will fit you the best. Every squad here, you'll have to pick from. But... And he gets really close to you, Howland, and he says, But but except for the royals, most of them were put out of commission 
so now there are only two. So I suppose that squad might be disbanded. It's the missing kids from Sector Z! Oh my god, it's the missing kids from Sector Z! <laughs> That's all I can think about when you're naming, the, when you're like, yeah, they, they've kind of been disbanded. I'm like, oh my god, it's the missing kids from Sector Z! Oh my god, fuck! The missing kids from Sector Z! <sighs> so the royals were Alphonse. Yeah. Pericles, Elijah, Martin Luther, those guys. And the only surviving members were two, Elijah and someone you haven't met yet. And that's why they've been disbanded, because there's only two of them left. And uh, Alden Ray continues, and he says, It's hard to see a squad get disbanded, but it's impossible for two members of a squad to survive any of the hardships that we put our soldiers through. Uh, Besides all of these squads, you could make your own squad, but there's only three of you, and you do need a fourth member to create your own squad. Ah. Ah, in game and out of game. Ah, <laughs> is this Ribbon Dim? Is this the return of Ribbon Dim? We need a big smelly guy with a bow. I pull out, I pull out Kyle and say, "Does he count?" <laughs> I I just look at Bagia real quick and I'm like, I have questions about that later. Do you mean this doll? <laughs> I smack Kyle. Say, so tell him. You smack his little puppet legs. You're like, tell him. He doesn't move. I say, Ki- I say, Kyle, Kyle. He still doesn't move. I say, okay. I guess we're gonna have to do extra reading tonight from the book. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. I'm alive. <laughs> I'm stuck in a doll. <laughs> You're looking at Alan Reich, and you can't really see the emotion behind his mask. But he just points his finger at the ground rapidly, and he says, "Put it on the ground, and I'd like it to be gone and vanquished." Thank you. <laughs> Destroy it! <laughs> Bagio says, oh, don't worry. Don't worry, I'm fixing him. I'm back in my pocket. <laughs> and then Aldenreich says, and with that being said, you'll have to determine which squad you'll be put into. And the only one to make that decision are yourselves. And then as he says that, the camera looks on the crowd of the army with all these different masks as it zooms in a little bit, and then we turn back to you guys to see your reactions, and then the camera cuts. Hell yeah. If y'all think that I ain't gonna join the missing kids from Sector Z, y'all really on some shit. Word recording, go away, fuck off. (laughs) Golly, oh my god. I just, I, I literally hear ashes outside my door, and I'm like, please, please don't let her in. And I, the, sure enough, my mom's gremlin hand comes in and just opens the door. <laughs> oh, can your loud as fuck cat come in for a second? No! Not the time. Sorry, please continue. Yeah, Beach. Real quick, we tried to, we named this counterpart. You named it. We were gonna go with Griffin, but backwards, but... Nifig? That's, it's, yeah, you gotta be real careful. Oh! A little, <laughs> little nifrit, little, little nifrig. Oh. So we called him Phoenix. Okay. You're currently in the middle of Baggio's trial. And I'm muted on Discord. But if you ever get to this part while editing, 
This is gonna be the ASMR part. Or mukbang, or whatever it is. So, let's now proceed with some chewing. Stay fly.